There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on March the 23rd, 2010. For the newcomers that are always coming into the show, I advise you to go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com, scroll down the page, bookmark all the other sites I have up there, because that way when the big ones go down, as they sometimes do, you'll find the alternate sites and you can download the latest shows for free. There's cuttingthroughthematrix.com.net.us.ca. There's Alan Watt cuttingthroughthematrix.ca. There's cuttingthrough.jackness.com. There's also Alan Watt sentient, sentinel.eu, the European site. And that's a good one for downloading the same audios, but you can get transcripts of a lot of the talks I've given for prints up and choose from the various languages of Europe. And remember, too, that you are the audience that brings me to you. Because, unlike most hosts out there, I depend upon the audience to support me, not the advertisers. The advertisers uh, that advertise on this show pay RBN directly for the broadcast time. And they pay them uh, for the staff and their equipment and their bills. So you help me with mine uh, by getting the books I've written and so on on CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. There are different kinds of books than you've ever seen before because I show you the, the basic cons that are straight in front of your face and you miss them all the time. Everything's hidden in plain sight, but you need someone to explain them to you because we truly are uh, mushrooms kept in the dark and fed a lot of bovine fecal matter. So help me out by buying the stuff I have for sale, uh, the discs as well. Sometimes there's 50 shows per disc, CD discs, there's DVDs. And you can use... From the U.S. to Canada, you can use uh, you can use your own uh, personal checks. You can use an international postal money order from your post office, and I stress international. As for the that's the the pink communist bordered one, not the green one. The green one's for internal use only. You can also use MoneyGram, Western Union, Cash, or PayPal. Now there's a PayPal button for donations, but I also uh, will send books out to you if you send me a donation with the cost of the books, and send me a separate email with the order. Same across the rest of the world, cash, MoneyGram, Western Union, or PayPal. It's up to you. And I always mention, too, that lots of people hear the the discs on CD player from the talks I give. They don't uh, use computers themselves. So you can get in touch with me if you contact me at Alan Watt, W-A-T-T, site 41 Box 4, Estere, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P for Peter, the number 3, E for Elizabeth, the number 4, N for Nora, the number 1, P3E4N1. And that's my uh, tin can moment for the day, but it's up to you to support me. Otherwise, no one else will, and I'll just uh, go off and do other things. And then, believe you me, I'd uh, get a better living doing other things. The reason I'm doing this is because I have a lot of information. I've got a life of experience, of observation and watching and learning and studying. 
uh, investigating the reality of life. And that's what I'm trying to impart here as we're going, we're going through the greatest changes really uh, since uh, the Industrial Revolution moved all the people off the ag- of, of agriculture basically and pushed them into the cities and the factories. We're going through the same transformation now, but it's much, much worse because we're managed like cattle basically. That's population reduction, sterilization, and a whole host of other things, including not just uh, birth control, but death control. That's the term that the big players used at the Council on Foreign Relations an awful long time ago. The Council on Foreign Relations is part of the world governing structure, the ones we don't vote for and the ones who truly run the world. I'll be back with more on this topic after these messages. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix. As I say, we're really mushrooms kept in the dark and fed bovine fecal matter because we're governed, we're managed, we're really sheep in a sense, and there's an art to governing. A very, I mean, it's ancient, isn't it, so that civilizations have been around for many thousands of years and they've all figured out different ways of managing the public because the public are the only ones who produce anything for those at the top. And we tend to think, when we swallow this nonsense of democracy, that we have a say in things. But I've yet to ever see the public have a say in anything. It doesn't work that way. It was never intended to work that way. Sometimes they'll throw you a little bone here and there of something that doesn't really matter to them. But the things that really do matter to them, you generally never even hear about until after laws are passed and it becomes the norm. We adapt to new normals all the time without knowing it. And you cannot understand what's happening today unless you go into the past. And you've got to read the big players that were far more open about what was coming up that we are now living through, the guys who helped plan it all, like the Lord Bertrand Russell and the Julian Huxley. Julian Huxley was the first CEO of UNESCO, the United Nations Educational Society and so on, uh, to bring in a common culture for children. And guys like this literally worked in big organizations uh, with the United Nations. They also, by the way, were attached to uh, intelligence services. Such and, and Lord Bertrand Russell was quite the character. I mean, he literally belonged to the uh, the Royal Society, the, the Royal Institute for International Affairs (CFR). He led and was the the CEO the, the, of the anti-war establishment. And he also, according to the book that was released recently, uh, and I've read it, some parts of it before, the CIA, CIA's America, um, uh, Cultural Cold War, it was called, the CIA's Cultural Cold War. He also worked for the MI5. So that's how they do things. You see, they're, they're all-rounders and they run all sides of things. But they came up with the, the system that we're living through today, including the end of marriage and all these kind of things to be far easier to, to have population control. But Julian Huxley and Russell, Russell both mentioned not just birth control, but death control. The need to, uh, to take mankind off their pedestal of being a supreme creature on the planet and bring them down to the level of animals and get the public to accept it. Well, that's happened. That's already happened, you see. And... Um, and, of course, they want to start killing off people throughout their lives as well, increase the death rate. That's what they meant by death control. 
That's why you have all these incredible cancers breaking out in youngsters, uh, people before they're middle-aged even. And uh, it's, uh, cancers of all kinds now are common. It's a new normal once again, and once again we have adapted to the new normal. There's no crisis in healthcare because every every year doctors are churned out with, with a new reality for them too. And they're now taught that cancers are normal and I guess have always been normal. And they're taught that even diabetes is, is a normal thing. Uh, and it was very rare uh, when I was young, very rare. Was a person ever on insulin? when they were uh, a youngster. So rare, in fact, that when they they found one, they'd have all the guys from the medical establishments down to study them. Now it's as common as can be. But no one ever says, well, what's causing this? Because they know what's causing it. There's many ways to attack the human system, and guys like Russell and others mentioned using the needle to do so, and to make people compliant. Now, Professor Carl Quigley also belongs to this world society, this parallel government, as he he termed it. And he wrote the book Tragedy and Hope and the other great book, uh, The Anglo-American Establishment, where being the historian, they actually have their own historians uh, for the Council on Foreign Relations-Royal Institute of International Affairs, uh, he said that there's a, a parallel government, and it's been running the United States, for instance, since... Uh, for 60 years, and he wrote the book in the 1960s. So every, every president had been picked for 60 years back then had already been a member. And he said they have members for both parties or all parties. And they've always, it's always been that way. That ties in with the Club of Rome, remember, because they're the premier think tank for the United Nations. And the UN was a creature of the Royal Institute for International Affairs. It was set up by them to be another front for world government run by the big bankers. And the big bankers set up the Royal Institute for International Affairs. It's a private organization, but it does have a royal charter to exist. In other words, the elite who already ruled Britain uh, made sure that they kept ruling Britain uh, when they gave us the front called democracy. And the Club of Rome said that democracy was just too untidy. You couldn't get things done. There were too many conflicting, competing parties and individuals, uh, whereas they had a plan to to fulfill, and uh, they'd have to just sidestep everything and get ahead and do it. And that's what technocrats are for. That's the Kissingers, Brzezinski's, and the Maurice Strong's, and many, many more from every country's got their their guys picked uh, who work behind the scenes as technocrats. They get the real work done, and Quigley said himself, they're all members of the CFR. All of them, in every country. They're not answerable to the general public. They don't get voted in. They wield more power than presidents, Quigley said, because they have the real power to get things done and the authority. So you have to go into their side, the Council on Foreign Relations. And yesterday and the day before I talked, or last week I talked about broadband. It's a vague term to the public. They think it's going to be great fun for Internet and stuff like that. They have no idea what it's really all about. But the Internet, as I say, was given to the public, not for you, uh, your fun, although that's a side effect of it. That's the, that's the cheese on the, in, the, in the trap to get you into it. Uh, but really, the, it, was, it was to monitor every individual on the planet from birth to death and to tax you for everything. You only pay for everything you do or eat through carbon and so on. And eventually it will be deducted straight from you at home because everything in the next six years, supposedly, according to the bankers, is to go cashless. You'll do everything through computer. 
But also government can talk directly to you via the computer. You have your own personalized government-issued webpage. And I read that article the other day from the British newspapers. The U.S. is right on step, right on board with the same agenda at the same time. This article here I'll put up. I'm going to put a whole bunch of uh, links up on cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the show. And you can access them and go through these particular articles for yourself. I don't dream this stuff up. And I don't use conspiracy sites either. You don't need to uh, when the big boys are telling themselves what they're doing. But you've got to have a brain to think with. Conditioned people, it doesn't matter what you give them. They cannot see it. I, I remember someone who was a greenie um, looked through the Agenda 21 from the UN and they asked me what was wrong with it. And I didn't bother answering them. There's no, I don't answer fools who can't think. You can't, you cannot waste your energy on people who are, as the communists used to call it, contaminated with a, with um, their indoctrination. You, you can't do it. You, you'll, you have the energy drained out of you trying to get through to them. People are truly, completely conditioned. You can only try and attempt, attempt to decondition the person who who is asking questions. But this article here is about the broadband, and you have to find out what's really happening in the world from the guys who have think tanks and unlimited funding and advise all governments as to what to do. Actually, they tell them what to do. And many of their members are put in, as remember, in governments and all through bureaucracies of every country on the planet. The National Broadband Plan, March 2010, from the Council on Foreign Relations. Published March 16th, the FCC released this report on a plan for national broadband, uh, broadband access to Congress on March 16th, 2010. The press release states, today the Federal Communications Commission delivered to Congress a national broadband plan setting an ambitious agenda for connecting all corners of the nation while transforming the economy and society with a communications network of the future. Robust, affordable internet. Now that's how they're selling it to the public, right? Remember, this is their, this is the, their for pub, this is for the public consumption, this particular, uh, what, what they give the public at the CFR. They also have their secret ones that you can't get access to. They admit they do have secret ones too. The plan found that while broadband access and use have increased over the past decade, the nation must do more to connect all individuals and the economy to broadband's transformative benefits. So the government's really so worried that they want to give everybody, get everybody on broadband because they want to keep you happy and entertained, right? That's for the dumb ones out there. Nearly 100 million Americans lack download uh, broadband at home today and 14 million Americans do not have access to broadband even if they want to. Only 42% of people with disabilities use broadband at home, while as few as 5% of people living on tribal lands have access. Meanwhile, the cost of digital exclusion for the student unable to access the Internet to complete a homework assignment or for the unemployed worker who can't search for a job online continues to grow. So they always give you at the start of these articles uh, the BS, basically. That's what they give you at the start of all the articles. Whenever you see that, that's the BS, you see. Other gaps threaten America's global competitiveness. A looming shortage of wireless spectrum could impede U.S. innovation and leadership in popular wireless mobile broadband services. More useful applications, devices, and content are needed to create value for customers, right? 
and the nation has failed to harness broadband's power to transform delivery of government services. So there again, there's the BS again. That's a bothersome stuff, by the way. Bothersome stuff. BS. Uh, healthcare, education, public safety, energy conservation, economic development, and other national priorities. Now, it's the other national priorities you have to really look into. Because, you see, they're the real priorities. Now, the plan was mandated by the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act in February 2009 and produced by an FCC task force that set new precedents for government openness, transparency, and rigor. <laughs> And so on and so on. But, really, what's it about the broadband and the digital economy bills and so on that they're putting through? And already put through in other countries, like Britain. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen to your home and how this links to your home when I come back from this break. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. Talking about the smart grid and broadband and all the laws that have been passed and the reasons for them, uh, not to keep us all happy or to get jobs or compete with China uh, as we type away there in computers. I don't understand how we compete with China. But anyway, that's what the, the nonsense they're pushing uh, through the CFR. But governments have been giving out billions and billions of dollars in Britain the U.S. and Canada to different private corporations to bring all this into being. And believe you me, they're not starting off with an idea. Whatever's happening today was planned many years ago because it takes government an awful long time to, to unroll anything and get it on, on the go. This article is from Echelon, and it's about um, home solutions, they call it, home solutions uh, and home automation. This is, t- this is part of it. They've got grants as well for this. The, the Smart Home, powered by Echelon. And I'm going to put a lot of links up to the different companies that are in on this and getting the, uh, corporate welfare, yeah, billions of dollars of corporate welfare to make all this happen, to make it so, as they say, make it be. Smart Home Market is finally upon us. Smart Home Market, right? Driven by energy scarcity, it's suddenly scarce, you know. Advanced utility services and consumers' awareness. We're very, we're very aware. Have you met any, uh, aware anybody today on anything? That they too can play a significant role in the global climate change. So here's all the, 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 the pablum that, that they're, all the marketers are in on as they grab the dollars from government and, and run with it, right? Climate change. I mean, changes in the weather. And it's powered by Echelon. Echelon is building a smart home ecosystem around the Digital Home Alliance. You better look into that, too. I'll put these links up so you can look it all up for yourself and see, you'll see all the money they're th- getting thrown at, at these characters to come out with the pablum here. A like-minded group of companies intent on bringing the promised value of home control to a worldwide market. We started this process by equipping millions of homes around the world with some type of Echelon-based control device, and new home products are being introduced every month. Typical energy awareness applications include appliances, air conditioning, humidity control, heating equipment, lights, home theater systems, security, gas detection, life safety devices, pool and spa controls, irrigation equipment, energy measurement, and load control devices. 
While the Digital Home Alliance is all about value to customers, the fundamental technology makes it possible. We offer a wide range of hardware, software and reference designs to help cost-effectively and reliably add control networking to a variety of home devices. Here are some of our recent advancements that are enabling the home control markets. Power line signaling. This is what your broadband's all about, folks. Networking, everything that uses electricity, from your smart meter right through your whole home. If a device is a line cord or otherwise connected to an electrical power source, then it's a candidate for a power line signaling technology. The same wires that carry electric power to a device can also be used to send control networking information. Now in its fifth generation, our power line products provide a highly reliable, low-cost way to communicate over virtually any existing AC and DC power circuit. In fact, our technology is so reliable that it's an international standard for power line signaling. Millions of devices that use our power line technology are in operation today. Interoperable self-installation. The devices do all the work. Developed by Enchelon in concert with appliance manufacturers. See, they're all in it together, by the way. If you wonder why the big push on get energy efficient, get energy efficient, well, you see they're all chipped to work with this networking broadband system. Right through your smart meter to the power company that will then be fining you on every kilowatt of extra juice that you use and turning you off if they consider you're using too much. So... It's in concert with appliance manufacturers, interoperable self-installation. Last home devices automatically self-organized. They actually integrate all your systems so your toasters communicating with your microwave and all the rest of it, you see. And what you're going to find eventually, maybe two years from then, from once this is all working, which it already is where I am and other places, because we've got smart mirrors, uh, then your microwave will cut off uh, when your toaster's on and stuff like that, you see. But you'll get used to the frustration. Eventually it won't be frustrating anymore. You'll just adapt and adapt and adapt, you see, without the use of any specialized tools. Consumers simply turn on a device, in some cases press a button, and the device starts working with other home devices. Isn't that wonderful, eh? This means consumers with no technical skills can buy ISI-based products from different manufacturers and easily get them to work together. ISI, for the first time, makes it feasible for manufacturers to build mass-market home control products that consumers can install themselves. So we install them ourselves and never get hammered when, when, when the thing switch themselves off. Eh? <laughs> we're, we're such fools. We really are such fools. And our tax money is funding all this too. That's the beauty of it. Eh? No wonder the guys at the top laugh. Eh? They laugh their heads off. Yeah. Many cons- uh, says, uh, consumers want to use their home computer, especially their media center PCs, Macintoshes, as a user interface to control their homes. I, I mean, I, could, I know hundreds that want to control their homes that way. I talk to them every day, don't you? Yeah. Many utilities and telecommunication companies want to let their customers monitor and control their homes over the Internet using a home gateway as a portal to the home. We've got solutions for both. Our Lawnbridge software leverages over 15 years of creating interoperability standards and our ISI, ISI protocols. The result is that homeowners will soon be able to use their favorite screens, TVs, PCs, and even iPods, Wi-Fi capabilities to manage their homes. No, folks, the government will be managing it all for you. We'll be back with more after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. This is Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix. I love demolishing public relations, which is just propaganda. But that's how they put things over to the public, really, uh, like we're children. And most folk are, because they have no reason to believe they're being lied to. That's how it works so easily on the public. All media knows this, too. And marketing certainly does know it. And uh, we're run by deception, you see. You don't want to spook the creatures as you, as you lead them into the sheep pen. You gotta, you, you gotta let them kind of wander and amble and look around and have a chomp of grass and, uh, and don't spook them. Just lead them in there gently. And so uh, there's the familiar faces, there's the familiar sheep dogs, and there's the, the familiar shepherd and it, we just amble along. It's just wonderful. We adapt, don't we? Then we wonder how we got there once we're in it. That's when people start to wake up when it's too late. But anyway, uh, I'm going to put up these links, too, to show you uh, what's going on. Smart grid and electronic interface companies get cash gifts from the government. That's from Bloomberg.com. It names them. Now, who, who, who are they all, actually, and uh, how much are they getting? Well, here's from the, the players, the actually key players' associations. The key players' associations actually have cabals all working together. They're called key players' associations. Smart grid key players, I'll put that on there, too for you to look through to see the big corporations are getting billions of dollars thrown at them by you, of course, your tax money. And it's got who's who and smart grid technology. That's a PDF you can download as well. Very interesting to see. And, and there's other things happening. And the CFR at the bottom, the CFR National Broadband Plan that I just read as well. And so much is happening. So much I could read on this particular topic. We can't just stay on, on the one topic, though. But um, it's all to do with government eventually running your entire life and what you do in your home and what you use. And you only pay through the nose for every bit of juice that you use. Until you're, in fact, you can't go back to candles because they burn and give off carbon, right? <laughs> You know, there are, I didn't know this, but there's actually devices that the greenies buy and they plug into their AC outlets in the wall and it tells them how much kilowatts they're using and how much they're using, they're used for the month and they put it up on their MySpaces and their Facebooks to show how green they are. Uh, do you realize they're goners? These are contaminated goners. They're totally brainwashed. They have no idea what's happening in the world. None at all. And they try to outdo each other by being greener than the guy next door. When I was growing up, if you went green, it meant you were going to be throw up, going to be sick. They have no idea of anything, on anything. They're just here. They exist. They think, kind of. Now, I've mentioned before about the sting operations that are set up to entrap people, especially youngsters. By all those, all those multi-farious, uh, nefarious, um, organizations that work for governments. Now, since the big thing is, is to be the reign of terror for God knows how long until this whole new world order is complete and up and running and we've all adapted to it. Most folk, folk have adapted so far already to pretty well everything. 
um, then it's going to be ongoing. And they have to keep showing you that there are terrorists out there by creating them. Remember the stings in England. Uh, there's been so many very good videos done on various Muslims being um, harassed and imprisoned falsely because they had some cherries, no kidding, cherries in their, in their, their house. And they claimed that they could make bombs if they knew how to take the seeds from these cherries and work them chemically and so on. I mean, stuff like this. But the worst thing of all is, is of course, the provocateurs, because especially Britain, that taught the U.S. about how to create provocateurs. They've been sending them in for hundreds of years, provocateurs in the countries, to stir up and foment riots and, and dissension. I've mentioned before the movie, it was called Burn, and Marlon Brando was in it. It's a good portrayal, simplistically, but a good portrayal of, of uh, how the British uh, sent out these provocateurs into different islands to, to foment unrest amongst um, slaves uh, who were trying to get their freedom and lead them up the garden path back in a circle into a new slavery. These are all sciences that have been learned over thousands of years. And we had the same thing happened in Toronto a couple of years ago when some fellas uh, fell for uh, an RCM, an undercover CSIS operative who was, uh, he was a Muslim himself. They, they hired them all, folks. It doesn't matter how you dress and how you look and what you say you are. You got to be the real thing to deceive people. And they, he went on the internet and got roped in some youngsters who were all gung-ho. All, all talk, you see. All, 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 all gas, more or less as youngsters tend to be. But, of course, be a good psychopath, and that's who they recruit. Their gift is to manipulate others. That's what psychopaths do. And he convinced them that he could get real bomb material and stuff. And they, they set them up, framed them, and sent some stuff in, and then the RCMP came in and arrested them. So that that would never have happened, you see, unless this guy had been set out by CSIS to get a group started. That's how they do it. And I've warned youngsters from all persuasions, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Even if you meet them in person, which you will eventually after the internet, they'll look like the real thing. Whatever religion you are, they'll, they'll know all, but they'll understand the whole lot and, and seem like some kind of high priest to you. And then they'll, they'll, they'll give you the, the gear so that you get caught with it. And then you're arrested. Same thing happened with the first Trade World Center bombing, remember? Came out in court all over the major mainstream media. That one of the guys, who again was a Muslim, uh, was, he had an FBI handler. And he thought he was going to put in a dummy bomb. And he, and luckily enough, when the FBI guy says, oh no, it's going to be the real thing, that this Muslim was smart enough to tape record the subsequent uh, talks. And that was played in the court case. And they did supply them with real explosives and their bombs blew in off the first time. This is, this is a continuous thing. If you want to see all oh, this terror, you gotta create the terrorism, right? Here's an article here from the Observer to give you an idea how it works. Quite an interesting article, but not unusual. Because they hire psychopathic types to do it. Uh, and I've read articles where psychologists have studied these guys and have claimed that they are psychopathic in their personalities. They're able to manipulate and be very convincing. 
and to lie uh, easily and know how to manipulate people. Undercover policeman reveals how he infiltrated the United Kingdom's violent activist groups. And this is only one of many, of course. For four years, Officer A lived a secret life amongst anti-racist activists that they were the Marxist groups as they fought brutal battles with the police and the British National Party. He retells of the terrifying life he led. He probably enjoyed it. The psychological burden it placed on him and his growing fears that the work of his unit could threaten legitimate protest. That's his spiel. But he managed to stick it for four years, so he pretty well enjoyed it. As it says, an officer from the secretive unit of the Metropolitan Police has given a chilling account of how he spent years working undercover amongst anti-racist groups in Britain, during which he routinely, now he routinely engaged in violence against members of the public. Well, shouldn't he arrest him for admitting that? How many heads did he bash in? Hmm? And uniformed police officers to maintain his cover. During his tour of duty, the man, known only as Officer A, also had sexual relations with at least two of his female targets as a way of obtaining intelligence. He'd have sex with the dogs, as, uh, the pet dogs as well, if, if he could get evidence from them. So convincing was he in his covert role that he quickly rose to become branch secretary of a leading anti-racist organization that was believed to be a front for Labour's militant tendency. Because the Labour groups have the militant groups up there in front too, but so does the other groups. My role was to provide intelligence about protests and demonstrations, particularly those that had the potential to become violent, he said. In doing so, the campaigns I was associated with lost much of their effectiveness, a factor that ultimately hastened their demise. That's what he claims, anyway. So he worked from 1993 to 97, and of course they'd have other ones in, uh, that were already there before he'd left to take over. And um, that's an example. Now, I don't know if people know that Lord Bertrand Russell, Lord Bertrand Russell was the guy who led the anti-war establishment through the, 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 the 60s and 70s, and into the even, I think, the 80s, where he died. And um, he led the, the, the radical wing of the anti-war movement as well. That was called the Committee of 100 in the book written about Bertrand Russell. So here he is leading the violent activists to smash down the fences of the American air bases in the UK. And then when the book came out with the declassified information on America's CIA cultural Cold War, where they ran the culture industry for, during the Cold War, all that porno and stuff you saw coming out in the movies and the, 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 the nihilistic ideas and so on, that was all run by the CIA. But guess what? All, every famous author you can imagine was involved in it as well. Every single one of them. Anybody who'd sway public opinion through novels, anything at all, was hired by them. And guess who else was on it? The, the guy who's leading the radical wing uh, uh, protesting against nuclear weaponry, uh, Lord Benton Russell, uh, was also a member of MI5 that came out, now declassified, running both sides. The people never wisen up, you know. They never wisen up to anything. You see, the big boys know 50 years before they implement any plan what all the outcomes will be. Will grassroots movements start up? Yes, in all likelihood they will. Okay, we'll have to make sure that we put our man in to start it up. They do this with every and every area, every single area. They always have. Always have. Now, that this ties in with the exact same thing. Here's from the NBC New York. 
synagogue bomb suspects, the feds put us up to it. That's what they claim, right? This is, uh, this is from uh, Friday, March the 19th. Defense attorneys say an alleged plot to bomb New York synagogues was hatched and directed by a federal informant. Lawyers for four men from Newborough have filed a motion to dismiss the terror indictment against them. They said the informant badgered the defendants until they got involved in the plot. They said the informant chose the target, supplied fake bombs for the synagogues, and a fake missile to shoot down planes. This guy was no just informant, right? This guy was the FBI guy. Or FEMA. Or one of the many other ones. The motion said he also offered to pay the defendants who attorneys alleged weren't included to, uh, inclined towards any crime until informant began recruiting them. The government well knew that their case had been a government-inspired creation from day one and that the defendants had not been independently seeking weapons or targets, the motion said. Federal court spokesman Herb Haddad said the government would file its response next month. The four men who were arrested last May face up to life in prison if convicted. They have been previously identified as James Cromartie, 55, David Williams, 28, Onta Williams, 32, and Laguer Payen, 27, all of Newborough in upstate New York, where authorities were conducting raids at their homes, sources said. Authorities have said they had the plotters under surveillance since June of 2008, and there was no chance the alleged scheme could succeed. So they knew uh, there were been all the agencies and the cops knew it was, it was a, a con to, to, to set them up from the beginning. Right? They credited the work of a long-time informant with keeping tab, tabs on the group. Now this guy was no just for he'd be an FBI guy. The FBI has said the Muslim suspects were angry and full of hate for America. Oh, they'll bring in that. Yeah, sure. I turned to the criminal complaint. Cromedy said, I hate those effing Jewish bastards, he says. He bragged that it, this is the guy who got them into it. This is the FBI guy, right? He bragged that it would be a piece of cake to bomb a Jewish center in Riverdale, according to the complaint. He said his father lives in Afghanistan and he was upset about U.S. military presence there. You see, the FBI and, and CSIS and the CIA and all these guys, they hire the people from all over the world to do their dirty work. Because I say that's what they hired for, for the for the setup in Toronto. And the guy worked for CSIS. He was on CBC television, boasting how he did it, wearing his flowing robes and everything. A member of CSIS. Back to the article, it says, The fact that this type of hatred exists means that we all have to be vigilant all of the time, City Councilman Jeffrey Dinowitz said Thursday. So anyway, these guys uh, would never have gotten involved in this if, unless they'd been manipulated by an expert. That's what it boils down to. Interesting. This is, so this is for all the young guys out there that are prattling away on the internet and you're texting away to, to people you have never met before in your lives. Setting yourselves up. Then you'll be approached with some guy who, whatever, wherever you, whatever, Group, ethnic group you want to, to put yourself in, he'll look just like you. He'll be even more of what you think you are than you are yourself. To prove it. And you'll fall for it because these are master con men. Great psychopathic persuaders. Great psychopathic persuaders. Now, this broadband and all the rest of it coming in and the digital economy, which means we're all be, going to be taxed for everything we do and the government's going to be popping up on your website all the time when you're, when you're, when you're looking at whatever you look at. There's the face of Big Brother with a demand, another demand on you. We've noticed you had two slices of toast today. 
You burnt one. That's carbon credits right there. Boom. You're hit again. Deducted straight from your account. <laughs> I'm not kidding either. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you're you're going to read about things like this in the near future. I'm not kidding. But once you're, you're in a computer's file and, it, and, it's, and they made a mistake somewhere, you know, you can't get off it. They used to write sci-fi stories about this 50 years ago because they knew what they were bringing in 50 years ago because all the big sci-fi writers, as they were funded through MI5 and the CIA for running the cultural Cold War. And they were allowed in on what was coming up in the future, the big think tanks. And they wrote about this kind of article here. This article here is... Um, it says, computer snafu is behind at least 50 raids on Brooklyn couple's home. This is from the NewYorkDailyNews.com. 50 raids on your house. Can you, can you imagine being an elderly couple in your 70s and 80s going through this? Friday, March the 19th. It says, police come to Rose and Walter Martin's home on Thursday, this time to explain the reason for years, years of faulty raids. Blame it on a computer. Embarrassed cops on Thursday cited a computer glitch as a reason police targeted the home of an elderly law-abiding couple more than 50 times in futile hunts for bad guys. Apparently the address of Walter and Rose Martin's Brooklyn home was used to test a department-wide computer system in 2002. So they, they just randomly picked a house, you see, for a test and never scrubbed it. So you get 50 raids. Now, these people should have been dead. and could have been dead. If they showed any anger at all after the umpteenth raid, uh, you know, they'd have been dead. What followed was years of cops appearing at the Martin's door looking for murderers, robbers, and rapists as often as three times a week. Amazing, eh? That's just the computer. We're all having a bit of a wonderful future, folks. Back with more after this break. Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix. It's amazing how we're so broke, apparently. We're, we're really, really so incredibly broke uh, because we've been plundered and raped and pillaged by the bankers and investors, and then they got paid off for doing so by your tax money, so you got doubly raped there. And the governments are throwing out billions as, as they've never done before. Which shows you that money is a joke in the first place, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a control mechanism for us. Really. And this article here, again, is from the, the parallel government, the Council on Foreign Relations, the guys who have all their men through the top bureaucracies in every government on the planet. They have um, deputy prime ministers, ex-prime ministers on board with them, guys who are sworn to serve the, the world global agenda, who become prime ministers and all that kind of stuff. But here's from an article on the implementation of Global Health Initiative by the U.S. That's just throwing more money out than ever before. Published February the 1st, 2010 from the CFR's own website. The President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief. This is how they start off the PR for the public again. PEPFAR. It sounds like something about gastric ulcer, doesn't it? And the gas that comes out. Program released this consultation document on February the 1st, 2010. It describes a strategy for U.S. efforts towards a global health program. 
So not only is Obama putting out billions, supposedly, to get a this restricted, socialized, minimalistic healthcare program that Britain and other countries have got, but he's also trying to do it to the world. The U.S. is going to pay for it all. Uh, PEPFAR states, I can't believe this word PEPFAR, you want to laugh, uh, through the Global Health Initiative, the United States will invest $63 billion over six years to help partner countries. Do you know how you've got partners? That means you've got deals with them. That means legal, right? Did, did you know they signed them all? To improve health outcomes through strengthened health systems. Now, here's the real kicker, right? So health, 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 poor countries, blah, blah, blah with a particular focus on improving the health of women, newborns, and children. Now, that's the abortion plants, you see. That's the inoculation of the youngsters, so they'll be just as sick as we are all. Uh, we all are, all are here in the West with all injections and sterile, because that's what they want, sterility and, uh, and um, death control as well. That means having death come out all through life as well, for people developing tumors and cancers like the West. That's what it is. It says, and shown through programs including infectious disease, nutrition, maternal and child care, and safe water. The GHI aims to maximize the sustainable health impact the United States achieves for every dollar invested. You know, $63 billion. The GHI will deliver on that commitment through a business model based on implementing a woman and girl centered approach. That's always the case, you see. What was it Kissinger said? They could never allow the third world countries to go into production and manufacturing and become like the United States with their population growths and all the rest of it. So it would not happen, right? Encouraging country uh, ownership and investing in country-led plans, improving metrics, monitoring and evaluation, and promoting research and innovation. They will build on the Bush administration's successful record in global health. So that, see, every government is the same as the last one. And you schmucks out there keep voting, thinking they're all different. They're all the same. The bankers put them in. They never have to, they never have to come in and say, we've got to look at this money system and how it works. They never ever say that because the bankers put them in. Well, from Hamish, myself, from Ontario, Canada, who we're getting dosed with heavy chemtrail spraying, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.